0: This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully.
1: Ah, good morning, golf fans. Welcome inside TSN 1050. It is Scully. It is Zakino. Weeks on his way shortly on a, would you call this dreary, Mark? Is that the description you call the outdoor, what it looks like out there right now? It looks kind of dreary where I am right now.
2: Yeah, if you're listening to us in the Toronto area and likely in southern Ontario this morning and you're not listening to us in Edmonton or iHeartRadio or online at tsn.ca, etc., then uh, hopefully you've got sunshine in your part of the country. Toronto, southern Ontario, it's a little damp. It's, I think dreary's a good one. But, uh, Skull, did you see the forecast? Now, I'm screwed. Like, I am broadcasting every day. For like six, seven hours, so I ain't getting out to play golf. My shoulder—I've done something to my shoulder. I'm seeing a physio person tonight. Cool. Yeah, I've—it happened in Rochester last week, doing nothing. So I—I I don't it's know what I've done right? to the shoulder. So, I think what I've—I think what's happened is I've done something unknowingly, and it just went last week so hopefully it's not torn if it's a tear then i'm really screwed i don't think it's a tear because i went and tried to play nine holes last night with it aching in our uh our men's night and i was able to hit uh i couldn't hit it hard but i was able to hit irons just couldn't hit driver driver hurts so bad but i was able to hit irons and i was thinking to myself okay if this thing's torn there's no way i would be able to go out and hit irons i would doubt so We'll see. We'll see what the specialist says tonight. But my point was, sorry, I'm rambling. No, no. The sun is coming out for the next four or five. Have you seen the forecast for the weekend? I mean, get out there and get playing. It is beautiful this weekend.
1: Yeah, you know what, Mark? I agree with that. I am playing on... Saturday and Sunday and then we'll be together on Monday at Weston where do it's, we know what's going, going
2: to... on yet on Monday like I know it's team Canada day I know they're gonna put us through some exercises and activities etc uh but do we are are uh, do we know are we playing golf are we
1: I don't think we're actually playing 18 holes that's just my understanding I'm hoping to get some answers at some point here uh today um I, I i've been living sort of the 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 interesting life of of mixing golf talk Canada and sports center uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes i've already yes, received texts saying I'm watching you right now on TV, and I'm listening to you on the radio. How is that possible?
2: So, it's uh, yes, the it's, magic.
1: It's, it's, the magic of, it's the magic of technology, right? Right? <laughs> but no, I, I did. I did host the, the late Sports Center with uh, Mark Rowe last night, and hosting the next three nights, so you can watch me for the next three mornings. Watch my ugly mug on. on I own.
2: mean, at this point, should it not just be like every day. We should just be crushing multiple hours of TV and radio at this point. I think like. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know, Mark.
1: It, it was funny because with our new time slots, which is great Tuesday nights in prime time, 10 p.m. when our television show is generally going to debut. Now, I walked into the newsroom last night, and people were saying, "It's like, is this is this live?" I'm like, "Well, no. I'm standing right here." <laughs> There's we did this two 10, of them. We did this 11 hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah too 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 funny uh but no we've got another uh wednesday edition of gtc another triple header for you on this lovely wednesday we're on from now until noon right here on tsn 1050 and then we're on at 1 p.m tsn 4 and 5 and if you missed that airing we're also on at 5 p.m on tsn2 busy show today we're going to hear bob's one-on-one with brooks kepka which you didn't get to on monday's radio on tv special we'll also hear from Corey connors after performance at the pga championship and something i'm very excited about we're going to chat with adidas golf global footwear director mason Dennison about the adidas ultra boost golf shoes and we're going to have much more on some new shoes coming out a little later mark i sent you and bob a photo of these shoes i
2: love that
1: you can't say specifically what they look like or the technology, as they're not released to the public yet. But when they are, you will know it. Let's just put yeah, it. That did you
2: way. get a pair of
1: those? I I did. I'm I might put them on right now, actually. But I
2: okay. I like. Are I gotta get a pair of these? So I mean, how do I got We got to. Uh, are we'll they talk. sending them to? Are they sending them to all the ambassadors, or did you order them?
1: I'll have my people talk to your people. No, I (laughs) – there's (laughs) (laughs) – you can order them. You can order them through our our, our little hub. So I'll I'll talk to you in commercial break one. Those are smoking. All right, all Um, right. But, uh, of course, we'll have the TSN Edge perspective as well for the Charles Schwab Challenge. Scotty Scheffler, the overwhelming betting favorite. Before we get to all that, let's hit it with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer –
0: sandbagger
1: everybody knows one well mark it's a busy time of year on the golf calendar rbc canadian open a couple weeks away then of course the u.s open which is three weeks away now which is really hard to believe that that's coming up very shortly and with that that means local qualifiers sectional qualifiers people trying to make their way to the u.s open and a couple of notables got through on monday canadian roger sloan and Sergio Garcia, what when you saw that Sergio had to qualify given the long major run he had had until the PGA Championship,
2: which he didn't play in, what were your thoughts? You know what my, my, my biggest thought was, Skulls, about Sergio? Was not that he qualified, because again, I mean, who knows what his... We have no barometer of really where his game's at. Right, I mean, we had a hunch on where Brooks Kepka's barometer, where his game's at, because of what he did at Augusta and the way he's been so vocal about wanting to be relevant and, and still win majors. So we kind of all expected when we got to the PGA that kepka would be relevant. But with the rest of the Live Series, it's really hard to tell who's putting in the hours and who isn't. What shocked me the most is that Sergio wanted to go and qualify. That's what surprised me, because Sergio has the reputation that he has earned, by the way, of not necessarily putting in the hours, uh, in air quotations. He's not the hardest grinder or practicer in the world. So my expectation for Sergio was really that, you know, he's kind of gotten his dough, and he's a dad now, and he's, you know, loving his life, and he's off living and he's He's in a quasi-back nine of his career, so to speak. It surprised me that he even wanted to go do this. Now, hey, good on him for wanting to go, and good on him for being able to perform and do it, but that surprised me. I'm like, were you surprised to even see his name with his hat in the ring on this?
1: Yeah, definitely surprised given... You almost forgot about him, right? Because on the live tour, he hasn't exactly done too much, too, like you you had just mentioned. I was curious, though, uh, on Twitter last night, I saw a couple of reports from uh, one of the guys he played with for the 36 holes, Scott Harrington, who said that Sergio was fired up throughout the 36 holes, multiple fist pumps. I uh, hadn't actually played with him before but man he can flush the golf ball was his direct quote uh it's the most impressive i've ever seen so obviously mark you know you've played with sergio this guy was an elite ball striker throughout his time on the pga tour all those Ryder Cups, even when he was getting up there in age, you, you think back to Whistling Straits when him and John Rom were one of the lone two bright spots on that European side. When when this guy's on his game, which maybe he's getting closer to that now, he is one of the top ball strikers in the
2: world. Yeah, I think you know Sergio one of those guys we talk about natural ability, right? Of just God given ability. He, he, you know, if we go in the modern era. In the modern era, if we go, you know, Tiger, Phil, Rory, next, in that next column, you know, there's an argument that Sergio's next, right? Just natural God-given ability to strike a golf ball and how pure and natural it comes to him. What doesn't come natural to Sergio is the work. That's always been the, the problem and the attitude. And it's funny, when his attitude was positive and when he worked on his attitude and tried to be a happier guy inside the ropes, similar to what he is outside the ropes. You know, Graham Dillette and I were chatting the last week. You have a lot of time to sit around, you know, you're watching golf and you're chatting. And he said he always liked Sergio. He was always a good guy to be around outside of, you know... He didn't say he was negative inside the ropes, but but what what Graham was suggesting, he was just a good guy, a good guy to hang around. Because I was the guy that was suggesting that inside the ropes, he's just he's sour. You know, he's a different person. He's sour. And but the one time in his life where he wasn't, he walked out with a green jacket, right? So hard work, attitude, those things do mean something. And Sergio's kind of never really come around to it. It's a real shame. And speaking of U.S. Open qualifying. Uh, my buddy, Andre Gonzalez, who I work with on PGA Tour Live, I think Andre's in his late 30s now. He's also a friend of DeLette's. He's also a friend of um, Joel Damon. Nick Taylor and him are buddies. Uh, he got through uh, sectional, one sectional at 300 par. So he's going to regional final stage, and it's at his home course in Portland. So maybe Andre Gonzalez gets to the U.S. Open. So I got my eye on that. So.
1: Who has the better mustache, Andre Gonzalez or Graham DeLette? <laughs> oh, <I
2: don't> know. <laughs> that's a tough one that is a tough one right uh Graham Dolan, I always feel like he's ready to tie the uh like he's the villain and he's tying the 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 damsel in distress to the to the railroad tracks that <laughs> in the old black and white cartoons that's it right where Andres Gonzalez is, just belongs walking behind uh uh val kilmer in tombstone he looks like uh he looks like you know doc holiday or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man well in the u.s open qualifying obviously there's from a canadian perspective roger sloan also made his way yeah just saw six canucks last week at oak hill at the pga championship and as of right this particular millisecond we have six canadians at the u.s open Corey connors adam hadwin mckenzie hughes adam svensson nick taylor roger sloan the the depth of Canadian golf right now, Mark is awesome, and we even saw after 36 holes, three Canadians with a legitimate shot to win. Corey Connors obviously with the best of those chances heading into the 16th hole on Saturday's third round. But this
2: is awesome to see more and more Canadians
1: have a chance to get in the
2: mix. And I think we still have a we still have a small window to get one or two more. And it's unlikely, but it's a possibility. But I mean, this is the regular. This is normal. What I liked about this major. Scully, to your point, is not just the size of the flags, but, I mean, on the weekend, there were Canadian flags dominating in the top 10, top 15, top 20. I like, holy crap. I mean, at one point I tweeted out, I'll, uh, what's, you know, what, are the, what are the fan duel odds on if I take Canada versus the field right now? And at the time we had uh, Connors, Svenny, and Taylor, I think at the time, all of the top 12 on the leaderboard. And I'm like, and Connors was in the lead at that time. So we had the leader, 7th, and 11th, or something along those lines. And I'm like, okay, I'll take Canada, give you the rest of the world. What are the FanDuel odds on that? I mean, how often have we ever been able to say that? Not only just at a golf, we never been able to say that at a golf tournament. Never nine, a major. So it's a really good time in Canadian golf. I, I expect it to keep coming. Very cool.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, Brooke Henderson is back playing this week on the LPGA Tour. Once Bob gets back in the saddle here on the show i want to get bob and mark's perspective on brooks season as their lpga season really starts to ramp up in terms of busy and, and that sort of thing but uh, back at the pga championship mark some, some interesting news some surprising news i will say in that the ratings for sunday's final round in the u.s were down significantly down 14 percent from last year mm. the lowest viewership for the event since 2008 eight which honestly i found perplexing you know like we've had this conversation on this show before where you know the last couple of masters the final rounds haven't exactly been thrilling they've sort of been mm-hmm. walking the park by the 14th hole it's sort of over PJ PGA, pga championship until 16 this thing was back and forth and there were so many guys in the mix mm-hmm. my question to you is why do you think the ratings
2: were lower well, first off, TV ratings are, I mean, it's a ridiculous puzzle that, that they try to put together. It works better with live sports than anything else. In fact, live sports or live event TV like the Oscars, the Academy Awards, and then live sports like the PGA Championship, Super Bowl, etc. The the rating system really only works for those events. The, the rest of the rating system, you can f- flush them down the toilet with the paper they're printed on. They mean absolutely nothing because people consume... TV differently these days, right? Like how, how, how often do you watch your favorite shows when they're actually running? No, you watch them on demand. You tape them. So the whole concept and the way we collect data and, and TV, but for live TV, it still pretty much works. I've been trying to wrap my head around this, Adam, and trying to figure out why it was so down. And, and people are not going to like my opinion as to why it was down. And it's just an opinion because I'm trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense. But we had a Canadian nearer at the top that really doesn't do anything south of the border. We get excited about that here. But the only Canadian that they get uh, excited about south of the border is, is, is Brooke Henderson. She's the only one that Americans tend to typically gravitate to. And I'm generalizing here. But if Corey Connors were to win, yeah, does he have supporters in the U.S., people that know him? Of course he does. But to the general American public, they don't care if a Canadian wins and there is whether people want to believe it or not especially in America more than likely any other country on the planet the largest anti-live opinion and anti-live movement movement is in America look at the live tv numbers okay you have 300,000 people watching live golf on a Sunday or Saturday, when Liv's playing in North America on U.S. soil, when they're playing in Australia and Singapore, whatever, I don't even know if they, if they can even chart the numbers. They're so bloody low in the middle of the night, etc. cetera. And you, one has to ask the question, Adam, when you eliminate everything that makes sense, you had a tight leaderboard, an epic golf course. I mean, you're in New York, an eastern seaboard time zone. Like everything's lining up that these numbers should be big. So what what is different here? OK, well, what's different is you have a a European, a Norwegian, a Canadian and an American that maybe Americans aren't cheering for. Now, there was a little bit of cheering, et cetera. Once we got to the weekend on the property for Kepka. people like a comeback story, yada, yada, yada. But maybe the general American public is just they're just not going to support live care about live and they and this and this is just one way of pushing another way of pushing back i don't know do you have any other theories this is just a guess in the dark cuz nothing makes sense here
1: yeah I, I was just sort of perplexed like i thought the ratings would be up and you know even you think back to last year at, at southern hills like, Tiger withdrew before the final round, and obviously, when Tiger's playing, whether he's shooting 85 or 65, he draws numbers because he is who he is, so obviously, you know, he wasn't playing, but this this was a star-studded leaderboard, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, to your point about Corey Connors and, and south of the board, it's not like he was leading the tournament after the third round. He he was leading it for a lot of the third round before that mm-hmm. round began, I'm curious here because, you know, the U.S. Opens in three weeks. It's going to be in primetime where mm-hmm. I personally love watching golf in primetime where I'm curious where the ratings go for that. I I believe they were pretty strong the last time we saw a primetime major championship, which was two years ago at the 2021 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. But uh, this is something that we'll be uh, we'll be tracking here. Uh, as we go going forward okay obviously we've gone way long here in segment one but uh, (laughs) on the other side as we do here on gtc on the other side we're going to look ahead to the charles schwab challenge which gets underway this week at colonial where the block party story continues michael block back in the field we'll hear from michael block next this is golf talk canada
0: This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth 2, Stealth 2 Plus, and Stealth 2 HD Carbon Woods. Designed with more carbon for more forgiveness. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf. Offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score. Good for your health. Visit JPSMGolf.com to find a trolley that fits your game. JPSM Golf, Canada's premier
1: electric golf trolley specialist. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully alongside Mark Zucchino. Well, as we always do on our Wednesday radio editions of GTC, we look at that week's PGA tournament from an odds perspective. Odds on Fan Duel. Uh, TSN Edge as well so later in the show we're going to give out our FanDuel TSN Edge picks for this week's Charles Schwab challenge but obviously one of the great stories we saw at the PGA championship was PGA professional Michael Block the T15 the hole-in-one On Sunday, on the 15th hole, the Slam Dunkaroo makes just under $300,000. And then, of course, the sponsor's exemptions started to, or invites started to begin. First, Charles Schwab Challenge this week, RBC Canadian Open in a couple of weeks. So he is playing this week at Colonial. Before we discuss Michael Block, let's hear some of Michael Block's pre-tournament press conference.
3: Today was my first time on property here at Colonial. I absolutely love it. The people here have been amazing. Um, the invitation was uh, was fantastic, uh, obviously from Charles Schwab uh, and, and everyone here. I've only been here on property for 20 hours in, in town, and uh, everyone has been absolutely endearing. The volunteers have been amazing. I've made sure to pretty much meet every single one of those out there today. And, uh, yeah, the course is great. The course fits my eye. A lot of cuts off the tee. Uh, you got to be pretty straight. And uh, the greens are perfect. And uh, I've got a nice little ryegrass around the, around the greens. So to be honest, uh, it fits me a lot better than it did last week.
1: Okay. So for Michael Block, obviously, if he, you know, I, I'm curious, Mark, how, where, where the energy levels are at. Because this guy's been pulled in 28 different directions. He even mentioned in his presser that he's had to get an agent because, and it's just his buddy, because he's just like, and he's got all these like thousands and thousands and thousands of texts, uh, yep. which I mean, I'm not sure how it feels to be that popular, but I mean, for block, like realistically, realistically, what are you expecting from him this week on the golf course?
2: I mean, if he makes another cut, I mean. Is it not shocking? I, I, and listen, Absolutely. I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm not trying to discount what he did. Was incredible. Like I'm just trying to suggest to you that what he did was so incredibly impressive. It's not that this guy hasn't played competitive or tournament golf before, but this is not a touring professional, and to do what he did across four days at that golf course under that spotlight in those conditions, I mean. It's too, uh, is, it, is it possible, Adam? Could you imagine him now making another cut? cut? If he starts to make... Okay, hold on. Let me throw something out at you. He's got, he's got a T-15 right now at the PGA Championship. He made $288,000, right? Okay, now he, what if he makes a cut at the Charles Schwab? He's in the field at the RBC Canadian Open. I mean, he starts making cuts, T-15 to major. Like We're getting close to uh, temporary status here. Uh, conditional status on the PGA Tour if they give him enough invites along the way. I mean, this is crazy to even talk like this. But I mean, if he makes the cut at the Charles Schwab and plays another weekend on the PGA Tour, this is the this might be the best sports story of the year.
1: Well, and to your point too. So Block was on overdrive yesterday, and Odog basically asked him like, if if the opportunity comes and you keep making cuts, like, are you going to give this a go? And he said, yeah, why not. So, I mean, he's this happy-go-lucky guy. I'm curious to, to what they were saying on Overdrive, too, if he shows up on the first tee on Thursday looking like a NASCAR driver with, with about 94 logos on his shirt. Because <laughs> different sponsors have been reaching out, trying to you know get their logos here and there. But from an odds perspective, so he's 500 to 1 to win. Okay. Plus 440 for a top 40 on FanDuel. Pretty good odds there plus 1400 for a top 20 finish which uh which is fascinating too so some odds that there that top 40
2: uh, that top 40 action is really good and that's like inside definitely inside the wheelhouse like I'm like, I'm not suggesting that this is a no-brainer or anything like that, but I mean, hey, he just played four amazing rounds on a much harder golf course than Colonial in terms of the setup and and rough and things of that nature. The hardest thing I think for Michael Block at this point is just going to be taking it down, right? Like like Adam, like bringing it down to a level again where he can go play golf. I mean, the energy and the distractions and just he he just might he's just so high right now. He's got to get refocused because the ball's going back in the ground. Now, the only thing I would suggest to you, though, I don't know this man at all, but from watching him and what we've seen from him, uh, he seems to be like everything's in stride and nothing's a big deal. And maybe that's just a wonderful attitude and maybe you can bring it to the first tee at uh, Colonial.
1: I'm fascinated to see uh, Michael Block and, and how he performs uh, here at Colonial. And I'm looking forward to seeing him at, uh, in two weeks at Oakdale for the RBC Canadian Open, where he will uh, be teeing it up. We're On the other side, we're going to hear from Max Homa, and we're also going to hear from Bob Weeks on the other side, who has now joined us. We'll get Bob's perspective on Michael Block, on his conversation with Brooks Kepka, which we'll also hear after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment
0: of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by JPSM Golf, offering Canada's largest selection of electric golf trolleys. Good for your score, good for your health. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Spino, and now joining us, Bob Weeks, around the table. Weeksy, how are you this morning, my friend?
4: Excellent. I've got great teeth. So my dentist told me today, so that's where I was. That's why I was a little late. I had to go to the uh, <laughs> dentist and get a little cleaning and, you know, Luxu. So, you know, what do you call it, uh, x-rays, all that fun stuff. So, but... Nothing too dire. Here I am, ready to go.
1: I'm I'm not a. I'm no dental expert, but is that a hot coffee you're having? Like, are you supposed to wait a little longer before dialing in a hot cup of Joe, or no? Probably. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I need need coffee.
4: So, well,
1: well, someone who definitely uh, will probably need some coffee, uh, given the week he just had at Oak Hill is Michael Block, and we just heard Michael Block in the previous segment playing this week at the Charles Schwab Challenge. I mentioned the odds to to Mark, plus 440 for a top 40 finish, plus 1,400 for a top 20 and 500 to 1 to win the whole thing on FanDuel. Bob, given the week he just had, the life-changing week, the thousands and thousands and thousands of texts and emails he has received, realistically, if he makes the cut this week at
4: Colonial, how big of a success story would that be? Oh my gosh, that would be huge! I think I heard uh, Mark was saying before the break about you know everything he's gone through over the last whatever it is 72 hours now is is pretty amazing, and to try and put it all together and to focus on golf at the same time, um, you know I was hearing about the whatever 10,000 text messages he had, and I mean it was just just kind of an overwhelming situation, and I'm sure there's a natural letdown after. And in a good way that you know now you've finished and you what you've accomplished and um, so I think there's that part of it too. So I'd be, you know, for a guy who says he only hits one bucket of balls a week, I think it's uh, it's pretty remarkable to to have him even just playing some decent golf over two rounds, let alone four rounds if he makes the cut.
1: And and one thing we didn't touch on, boys, at all on radio on TV or our television special which is on again at 1 p.m tsn 4 5 5 p.m tsn 2 is in round two he he hit a cold hard hustle rocket shank like this thing like we've all shanked balls in our life and this thing was as good of as of a shank as you'll ever see 160 yard par three this thing went dead sideways mark did you see this shot and how impressive is this that you know not only does he make the cut you know obviously the finish that he had, but to bounce back the way he did it, like we know after a shank you're terrified to hit the golf ball,
2: I mean pulling the tra
5: <laughs>
2: shank in front of millions of people too, right watching it the- was a weird Bob and I were watching that in the media center and i I think I yelled like I made a weird noise when. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Graham turned to the right and said, did he just shake that? I'm like, I think so. And you guys looked up and they looked at the replay. We watched the replay a couple times. We couldn't believe it. But, I mean, that's what I meant in the previous segment with how he is somehow able to manage his emotions and take everything, you know, one piece at a time, take everything in stride. So, I mean, it would be an incredible story if we were to make it to the weekend, but he seems to have the demeanor, and he keeps... I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but he keeps uh, saying the same thing uh, in his in his um, post round, right? It's, I've been on this planet 46 years before, for now, right? I, I can take things in stride. I know when to enjoy them. I know when not, you know what I mean? He keeps suggesting, like, he's had failure and disappointment in the past. He knows what it's like to be a struggling pro trying to play the game for a living. So he's actually going to enjoy this. So instead of embracing the pressure of it, and the size of the moment he's embracing the 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 joy of being able to have the opportunity to do this and if you can truly believe that if you can truly internalize that emotion because saying it's one thing and then believing it is something else i mean i think that's what frees him up to to be able to handle these situations so michael block's going to play the first two
1: rounds with with min woo lee and pearson cootie let's put our guessing hat on here a little bit rbc canadian open first two rounds is Michael Block going to play with Rory McElroy and Corey Connors? Like, give the people what they want. Bob, what do you think about this? <laughs>
4: uh, no, I think that would be unfair to Michael Block, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I know it would be a good good crew, but that's that's a little bit... I mean, he's already been in the fire, played, you know, nine with just Or 18 with Justin Rose and 18 with Rory. But that was where his finishes were, based for the third and fourth round. I don't think you naturally would put a guy in there. That's That's a lot of of heat to put the guy under when he's you know he's still a relatively new guy i think he's played 24 or 25 starts on pga tour events so i just think you don't do that because it just be, it would be fun for the crowd i don't know how much fun it would be for michael block and uh you know hopefully we, uh, if he did that that we won't see any more of those uh, those shanks he get he did get the break off the shank though it hit a tree and came back you know that was the one good thing about his about his shank if you, if there is such a thing
1: That's right, and uh, Mark, if you Monday qualify for the RBC Canadian Open, do you foresee yourself replacing Rory McIlroy in that dream threesome that I just outlined, and you can have yourself with Michael Block, with Corey Connors?
2: I couldn't qualify right now for the Seaflight two-man scramble at my own golf club, okay? So (laughs) start there, okay? So, I mean, it's awful right now. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see after what they say about the shoulder tonight, Adam. We'll see yeah, up.
1: Bobby missed it off the top. We had a full uh, injury report on Mark's ailing shoulder. He's currently day-to-day with shoulder, we'll call it tightness, I, Mark.
4: I, I, I heard it about it every single hour of every day last week because the poor guy was just like hobbling. If it was a leg, I mean, if it was a horse, they would have shot him. I mean, it was just uh, he was not in good shape. Last week, and we did everything we could. We patched, we sent him in, and got some meds, and uh, tried Mm -hmm. to fix him up. But he's uh, he's definitely on the DL. This is a good time. This would be a good time for you and uh, Nick Obrich to try and take us on because you might have sort of like a handicap, right? (laughs) Exactly. Okay.
1: Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're talking in a big way. Now I I mentioned in the last (laughs) segment, we'll hear from Max Homa I want to play the audio a little later uh, in the show when we make our TSN Edge picks because he has some great. Uh, perspective on the difference between playing oak hill and colonial and how much different it, it will be but we'll play that later in the show but uh let's get back to the pga championship at oak hill and we didn't have a chance to play on radio bob you're one-on-one with brooks kepka uh, let's play that now and then discuss what a wild week it's been for brooks kepka since that victory here's bob with kepka after winning his third Wanamaker
4: trophy Alright Brooks, congrats. Another major championship. Um after all you've been through, the injuries, the doubts, all that, how sweet was this victory?
5: This is the sweetest one yet. Uh, you know, going through the last few years it's been been quite difficult. Um been interesting with everything that's gone on. So to be uh to be sitting here today with five is is pretty special.
4: Was there a moment today? I mean I can go through and look at all sorts of great moments. The early start, the birdies, the putts on twelve, thirteen. Driving the green on 14, maybe the putt on 16. Is there something that stands out that sort of told you, okay, it's mine now?
5: Uh, I think the shot on 16. Obviously, I felt like it, I was in full control with four. Uh, you know, with the last two to play. Uh, but I, honestly, I think the momentum thing for me was probably on four, making that. What was it? 12 footer, making that putt. Kind of, I don't want to say settled nerves, settled to anything. Right, I had three four feet on two and three so it wasn't like a real test but to actually make that downhill slider uh, just okay let's go we got three in a row let's build on that and um, I felt really comfortable after that.
4: I know you don't want to talk about what happened at Augusta National in terms of the morning and things went on there but did that what you learned from that did
5: that help today? Oh absolutely I think I've always learned more from the losses than I have the wins you know, four four second place finishes in in majors. Uh, I've learned more from those four than I have at any event I've ever won, any event I've ever played, and that's that's what kind of propels you to keep going, right? Drives you. And learned a lot from that one. Uh, very very satisfied. My best friend even texted me this morning, and uh, they showed up. All uh, four of my four of my boys showed up today, and it was the last text message I read even before going to tee. Um, I think I texted my wife and literally went back to his text messages and just just read what we talked about and we stayed up all night on on Sunday night and didn't sleep thinking about it.
4: Five majors. That's uh, that's the same as Seve. That's the same as Byron Nelson. That's more than Ernie. It's more than Rory. What does that say about who you are as a golfer?
5: I don't know. Uh, you know, that's tough to say. I think. I mean, I think we all know Rory's going to get get more than four it's just a matter of time he's he's too good of a player but uh yeah i i don't think i ever thought about never dreamed about being being in the same category as as all these names it's it's wild to think about i don't think uh i don't think anybody dreamed of it my parents nobody it was you know hey if you played major championships that was pretty cool so to be in the spot i'm in uh it's super special and i'm 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 just super thankful. I think there there's a big difference between me four years ago in 2019 and me now, right? Like I'm going to be a dad. Um, all the stuff I've gone through, it's it, it's it's a different me.
4: We're a Canadian television network. We cannot leave without asking you this question: You're raising the Wanamaker Trophy. Can your Florida Panthers do the same thing with the Stanley Cup? Of course,
5: of course. I uh, I don't want to jinx them, but uh, I like they're playing well um i like what they're doing with carolina the legs got to be tired i'm not gonna lie but uh i'll be there monday and i'll be there wednesday to cheer him on and uh hopefully i'm not the mush
4: brooks congratulations
5: thank you a lot to unpack from that hopefully i'm not the mush
1: that was that was quite a line there and talk about the heater brooks kepka has been on since that victory he was on a podcast sunday night where uh to put it Lightly, he had been hydrating during, before, after. <laughs> I don't think he actually went to sleep after winning on Sunday when he showed up at the Panthers game on Monday night, Bob, because he
4: looked um, he looked like he was enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, t- I'll tell you, it's something else. He said it was interesting. Before we actually started the interview, as they were positioning cameras and lights and microphones and things, producer Jamie Riddle and I were chatting with him, and, and we asked him, uh, you know, the hockey stuff and he said he actually came to two games in Toronto and I'm surprised he, he complimented the folks in Toronto he said oh yeah they're so nice I mean even I was cheering for the Panthers and they were really nice to me I mean I that wouldn't happen in other places now I'm I'm sort of shocked that uh, we didn't pick up on that before because you would have thought that Brooks Kepka sitting in the he said he sat in the uh just like 10 rows up apparently and uh I don't know I guess uh, nobody nobody noticed him Unusual. yeah
1: well so i did some digging too and so i found there were one or two fans who took selfies with him but really? it's not like he wasn't okay. shown on the broadcast and obviously like and you know we ran into brooks Capco, the three of us remember that back in california this that's right we were in california
2: he was just out for dinner yep. randomly he walked yeah, by he us walked... and he, there was no reason for him to be there either do you recall that
3: no, no. he was just
1: hanging he was hanging but you know t- to your point bob i mean it's not like he's a small dude. So, I mean, if, if he was cheering and people got in his <laughs> yeah. grill, I, I don't think that would end well for the other party involved there. But uh, Brooks Kepka will be in attendance for the Panthers game four tonight, trying to close out the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we're not going to get into some hockey talk here because I know people were thrilled about our Leafs takes earlier on. But let's just say the Leafs got goalied by Sergei Bobrovsky and that guy's playing on another universe uh, right now. But not sure if you guys saw some of the controversy, uh, if you will, made-up controversy, um, when Brooks Kepka was posing for photos uh, with the Wanamaker Trophy and is it Seth, Seth Waugh? Is that his name? Seth Waugh, who was yes. posing, who who came yep. around, and mm-hmm. people online looked at the their exchange. You couldn't obviously hear what they were saying. Where Capco was basically posing with, it was probably forty, fifty different people coming around, arm around, wanna make a trophy, click, move on, and it seemed like they had some sort of weird exchange. But Todd Lewis got to the bottom of it, saying there was no sort of controversy involved. I mean, this is. We're just making up news at this point when this is people are reach, reaching for straws. But uh, for Kepka here, we had this conversation on on radio on Monday, on TV on our show this coming uh, in this afternoon too. Kepka's is now second on the U.S. Ryder Cup standings. Unless something strange happens, Bob, he has to be on the
4: U.S. Ryder Cup team, does he not? Oh yeah, I think so. I think if I think if anybody qualifies under the you know the the points system then they they've earned it and uh the PGA of America of course I don't know they're they're more in tune with the PGA Tour than I think any of the other three governing bodies out there but I just think that they'll they'll allow that to happen naturally and it would be be horrible if they sort of said yeah sorry no you're not eligible because you're over there um I think I think if we had to be a captain's pick things might be different would we'd have to see
2: did you guys see the Chambly exchange with Brad Faxon on Golf Channel about this, how awkward it was? And I, I mean, I'm with Bob on this, and there's people on Twitter still, like, lighting up going, oh, the Kepka should be banned from the Ryder Cup team, blah, blah, blah. You know, we all three of us have been very vocal and adamant about our position on Live and where it comes from and whatnot. And, and again, we did that last year when we felt that that was part of the story. That's no longer part of the story. The, the story now is, is the product, I think. Uh, you know we can't, We're not going to stop this from happening, so it's, it's up and it's running. No one needs to hear our political opinions anymore. I think everybody knows them. I don't care for the product. I've been open for that. But at the end of the day, regardless of how much I dislike the product and, and, and find it difficult to watch, I'm with Bob. If you have set the criteria, this is the criteria for how you qualify for our championships. And with the PGA of America, that's the PGA championship, and the Ryder Cup team regarding the men's professional game. That's their criteria. You can't set the criteria and have people qualify, and then you don't like who qualified, so you then change the criteria midstream. That, That doesn't fly. That leaves a horrible taste in my mouth. So... I'm with Bob on this a thousand percent. If you qualify, you qualify. Captain's pick, different story. Okay. Uh, and, but I mean, qualification is qualification, right? Just the way Sergio Garcia, we talked about it off the top, Adam, Sergio Garcia, surprising to all of us, decided, hey, I'm going to go give this a go. He went to U.S. Open qualifying. He went through the process. He qualified. He deserves a spot in the U.S. Open. That's how qualification works.
1: And we'll have much more in hour two because there were a couple of tweets put out. Uh, Claude Harmon III, who is Brooks Kepka swing coach, had quite an interview. And Phil Mickelson was back at it on Twitter with a tweet that, honestly, very interesting. And will create quite a discussion, I know, as we also preview Live Golf DC this week, which Brooks Kepka I'm really curious what the guy shoots this week after about 99 Heineken's in his system. Okay, on the other side, we're going to play Bob's one-on-one with Corey Connors after his finish at the PGA Championship. And we'll also discuss 20 weeks of TaylorMade as it continues this week. Uh, This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was
0: brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com
1: to start planning your golf trip today. Wrapping up Hour 1 here on GTC, Scully Weeks, and Zacchino. So Corey Connors coming off a T12 at the PGA Championship. His sixth career finish of T20 or better at a major. His best finish at the PGA Championship in his career. To wrap up the week that was for Connors, here's Bob's one-on-one with the Canucks shortly after he played his final round.
4: All right, Corey, I'm sure not the day you were looking for. Can you uh, tell us what the day was like?
3: Yeah, it was a challenging day. You know, I was prepared for it to be tough out there again. It was a beautiful day to play some golf, so I tried to, you know, battle hard. Um, was just a little bit off. Uh, misjudged the wind a few times early on in the round and, um, you know, really fought hard to save some pars at the end of the front nine, which uh, felt good and just uh, wasn't able to get myself the looks I wanted on the back nine. Um, just kept hacking it out of the rough, and that uh, it's not easy out here.
4: How frustrating is it to go from a day like you had yesterday where you were getting all the breaks and making great shots to a day like today where the edge is just, you're just on the slight side of the other side of it?
3: Yeah, that's golf really. You know, I, you know as, as poorly as some of the shots might have looked today, I felt like I was really close to hitting a lot of great ones. Um, just, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't meant to be. So there's certainly a fine line and that's, uh, you know, why the, the game uh, beats us up sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's also rewarding.
4: When you leave here, what do you take with you? How do you assess what happened here this week?
3: Yeah, I obviously wanted a better result today, but um, did a lot of really great things. Uh, it gives me confidence, you know, heading into the rest of the season, knowing I can get myself in the mix. And, um, you know, as you know, as high as the score was today, my short game was actually quite good uh, for, for most of the round. Got uh, Had a few nice up and down, so that's uh, certainly a positive. But, uh, yeah, you know, overall, you know, starting the week, uh, you know, if I – could have finished up around par i probably would have would have taken that so um you know disappointing day today uh, but i'll be uh hungry when uh get a chance again when you
4: uh look ahead at the schedule you've obviously got the rbc canadian open the uh us open anything else going on before that
3: yeah uh, i'll be heading to ohio for the memorial tournament uh, one of my favorites on tour and yeah, really excited for the rbc canadian open it's a big highlight uh on, of my year and um, try and uh You know, make some noise there again this year. And uh, obviously the U.S. Open, uh, another big event. So uh, a week off coming up and then uh, some big events. Thanks for this week. Thank you.
1: Corey Connors, very solid season continues, and looking forward to seeing Connors as the schedule continues to heat up. He'll be playing Memorial, RBC Canadian Open, U.S. Open, a very busy time on the golf calendar. Speaking of busy, 20 weeks of tailor-made continues this week. We're giving away a Spider GTX putter this week. Uh, check out our website golf.canada.com com where you can sign up for the fantasy pool. It's free, it's fun, and this year we're giving away over twenty or sorry, over forty thousand dollars of product this year. And I have to give a shout out here because we, the, the Wi Fi wasn't working so well in, in in the studio the other day, so I couldn't actually look this up. But Mama Skulls came twenty second last week on the PGA Championship Pool. Twenty second out of like four thousand people. So. I mean, she was all over me. She said, how am I not winning this thing? Like, she had, <laughs> if, if she hadn't picked Tony Finau, I think she would have won the whole darn thing.
2: That is awesome. I know. It, that's so cool. I mean, she's right. There's almost 7,000 people in this pool to come, you know, 20th around. I mean, incredible. But that's all it is, right? When you're talking that many entries, you, if you have one pick, just one pick that goes the wrong way, that's the difference, right? So, look at us. We're, none of us are doing a thing. We're horrible.
1: <laughs> That's right. Now, I mean, I, I had to really, you know, I, I had Brooks Koepka last week. So, I mean, I'm now, we have that, now the same number of wins, Mark. So, yes. So, we're, we're one Bob behind still Bob. got Bob. us by one. Yeah, Bob, you continue to lead the way. We're, we're trying to follow. We're trying to live vicariously through you and those pythons of yours. Yes, Bob. Before we go to break, I, I have to, I have to, I have to give you, I have to comment here a little bit on the selfie that you took with the Wanamaker Trophy. A, that's a flex because that's so cool. And B, I'm not sure if you look at the reflection of your right or left python, but it looked like you were just crushing the steroids for a couple hours before that picture because that thing looked inflated.
4: I did a lot of lifting of the trophy. I just kept going with the trophy up and down, up and down, up and down. They actually brought it in. It was in. If you see the uh, the interview we did with Brooks Kepka, it's sitting in the background. so we were in there. So we have taken pictures. I've actually now been very lucky to have my picture taken with all four major championship trophies. I don't know where all four of those pictures are. It would be kind of probably a good idea to put them together somehow, but I don't know where they are. But the one one year we were at uh, interviewing the player after the um, after the PGA Championship. I can't remember what year it was. And the trophy was already sitting there positioned to be in the background of when we interviewed him. And all of a sudden some people from the PGA came in with a great big box. They opened it up. They lifted it off. There was another trophy, another Wanamaker. And so they took the Wanamaker that was on the behind the in in the in the shot and exchanged it for this one and took the other one and left. I don't know what the deal was there, but there's more than one Wanamaker, so just so you know.
1: That's okay. That's tricks to the trade right there. That's things that you wouldn't find out anywhere else. There's more than one I wanna make your trophy. Okay, that wraps up Hour 1. To kick off Hour 2, we're going to discuss Brooke Henderson, who is back in action this week on the LPGA Tour Match Play for. i curious on Mark and Bob's perspective on how Match Play could maybe help her get back into the swing of things, if you will, this week. And we'll also hear from Mason Dennison, the Adidas Golf Global Footwear Director on the Adidas Ultra Boost golf shoes looking forward to that that's coming up all in hour two right here on golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented
0: by taylor was brought to you by play golf myrtle beach the golf capital of the world thank you for listening to hour one of gtc don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at golf talk canada for show archives podcasts and all things gtc visit golftalkcanada.com And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino,
1: Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2, the back nine here on GTZ. Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino here alongside. Coming up later in the hour, we'll make our TSN edge picks for the Charles Schwab Challenge. As of right now, Scotty Scheffler, the overwhelming betting favorite. Do we have him on our team this week? You'll have to find out about that. Brooke Henderson, back in action this week on the LPGA Tour in Viva Las Vegas, where it's a match play format for Brooke, and obviously, her season has been a success because she's already won, but since then, it's been perplexing. Bob, do you think the fact that she is playing match play, do you think that could help Brooke in terms of, we know how different match play golf is than regular stroke play do you think that could help her potentially here as someone who i like to think i'm a glass half full kind of guy as she tries to get her a game back
4: i don't think it hurts i think uh you know she's going to tee off today actually their first round starts at uh 2 p.m her first round starts at 2 p.m uh toronto time and i think maybe just going one-on-one changes things up a little bit she's the queen of being dialed in with focus when she wants to be so you know if you're playing one against one other person you know what they're doing the entire time might make it kind of interesting to see what she does out there she was back home in smith's falls we know that i don't really know if there's anything more to the story of why she hasn't played as frequently in the last few uh starts as, as she wanted to or as she normally does i should say but we'll find out what kind of shape her game's in i guess uh later today
1: Mark, your mind, match play, does that help someone
2: get out of a funk, if you will? It can, but then it doesn't necessarily translate, right, guys? Like, we saw it at, let's go back to WGC on the men's side, right? And all of a sudden, Rory McIlroy looked like he was going to make every putt in the world and come out of the situation he was in, and he looked so good, didn't win. Sam Burns... Looks amazing at the match play. Neither one of those players have translated out of the match play, right? In fact, most of them haven't, except with the, except with the guys that were already playing well going in. So, you know, can it help? Yeah, uh, but I think it's such a, for me personally, guys, it's such a different animal that I don't know it can relate. And I don't know what to expect from Brooke. And if you look at her statistically right now, now obviously this is the picture of the entire season, including the win. There's not anything she's really doing bad. There's areas of the game where she can certainly improve, but there's not a glaring oh my god stat where you go this like I'm pulling them up as we speak. And I'm looking at these stats and you know, she's inside the top 50 with absolutely everything. She's not outside the top 50 with any anything. Greens regulation 47th. You would expect her to be better at that number, okay? Because that, you know, that may be her bread and butter. She's 29th in putting. I mean, I look at this, Bob, and I go, Brooke, 29 in putting, decent around the greens. Maybe she can improve a little bit of greens, reg- greens regulation. But, Bob, by the numbers, it's hard to point to this and say, there's the issue. I can't find it.
4: Yeah, the only number that you point to and scratch your head at is the the streak of missed cuts, which is, you know, just something that you don't normally see from Brooke Henderson. Uh, her iron play, I think, is the one part that she's talked about that probably needs a little bit of sharpening up, and I'm not quite sure if there's a particular reason to that or what happens. This is one of those situations where when you're a self-taught player, as she is, I mean, she works with her father, obviously, but for the most part, she's a self-taught player, and, you know, like... Graham Dillette, like Bubba Watson, uh, those players who've come before her. you just got to go and sort of find it on the range somehow and just get the feel back for it. And uh, and hopefully she'll find that this week. And maybe, again, with when you don't have to worry quite as much, you don't have to be quite as good in match play as you do in stroke play because you only have to beat your one opponent at one time. So maybe she gets on a bit of a roll, and that'll give her the impetus to uh, to kind of get back on track.
1: And for Brooke Henderson, she's only broken 70 once in final rounds this season. And that came at the HSBC Women's World Championship, where she opened that week with a 6 over 78. So she's only broken 70 once in final rounds. Uh, Since that victory, her finishes T44, T48, miscut T11 at the Lotte, T23, and a miscut. So hopefully some better golf here for Brooke Henderson as a very busy time with a bunch of majors coming up in a short amount of time, including the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach, which I'm certainly looking forward to. That's July 5th to 9th, so we'll have a full in-depth preview uh, of that. Going to flip the script here a little bit. On the other side, we're going to hear from Mason Dennison about the Adidas uh, Ultra Boost Golf Shoes, and I want to play that in a segment by itself. Uh, But I mentioned earlier in the show about... Uh, Phil Mickelson, being back at it on the Twitter machine, as he has been. Uh, you know, he, he, was, uh, he was we didn't hear from him for a while, but now he's back. He's honest. And love him or hate him, that's how this tweet starts, too. That's Phil Mickelson. And he tweeted out yesterday afternoon, Love, live, or hate it, it's the best way slash tour to be your best in the majors. Enough events to keep you sharp, fresh, and ready, yet... Not to be worn down from too many tournaments or obligations. 14 live events, 34 weeks left, open to prepare for the four majors. Fact. Uh, one thing I do know, whenever I tweet out, I'm going to end my tweets with fact, period, first of all. But, Mark, does he make a point here? Because, you know, we've seen players have a lot of success, obviously. And, yes, it's only been two major championships. But the, the live players, that was the, that was the narrative they went over to live they don't care but now they're playing well and it's these guys still do care what do you think about what phil tweeted out
2: i think you can take any situation at any given moment in the calendar and twist it into a narrative that you want to make it sound like it uh, agrees with you uh, that's all that's all that's all he's doing and let's be honest here put put the uh, masters aside let's take the rest of the here the, the year, the way it looks. Masters is different. There's, there's people that know how to play that golf course, and there's people who do not know how to play that golf course. So really, we're talking about Kepka, One guy, where was Phil at the PGA? I would like to reply to that tweet by Phil and say, oh, Phil, do you mean like how wonderful you were at the PGA? I mean, he was horrific. He was nowhere to, he, he just barely made it to the weekend. It was never a part of the storyline. He was the disaster that we expected at the PGA. You can't play that golf course anymore. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's. What's the bare minimum now, Bob, on the on the PGA Tour after all these designated events? I think we're at 16 events. Okay, so I mean, he they're gonna play 16. Liv's gonna play 14. What's the difference here? I don't I don't see it. The math doesn't line up for me, Skulls.
4: Yeah, I'm not sure. It's It seems to me that that you're sort of picking and choosing to sort of fit the results after the fact. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Phil had no trouble winning all his majors playing on the PGA Tour, so I don't know why he's all of a sudden thinking it's going to be much better. Now, maybe some guys like to play fewer tournaments and they come in a little healthier, but um, I think they had two back-to-back tournaments before the PGA Championship and they got one this week, so I don't know exactly if uh, the, all this rest is supposed to be good for them or less for you know less play makes them better i don't know it's it's hard to really um hard to really put a finger on and i think you can you can shape the story any way you want into your favor
1: i think a big difference here is on the live series you have to play all 14 events on the pga tour given whatever your status is you can pick and choose when tiger was in his prime he picked and choose when he played he didn't have to play You know these events he didn't have there wasn't 14 events that he just had to play those specific like on live brooks kepka said it when he was on that podcast sunday night after about 98 beers he said he has to show up this week he has to play if brooks kepka breaks par this weekend i i will be very impressed with him because the preparation won't really obviously be there which is well deserved because he won his fifth major championship and something we should also point out brooks kepka now five majors at 33 years old. Phil Mickelson won his mm-hmm. first major at 34 years old. He has six. Sky's the limit for Brooks Koepka here, I think, personally. Yeah, and you guys know me. I, I've been a fan of this guy for a long time because he's just Bob, a little different. Mark, Bob, I know this is the like
2: man that. crush portion of the show here. This has all got to do with shirts that are too tight and biceps popping and how much you can bench in the gym. That's all this has to do with, Bob. Now, now we're going to have to go through the man crush until the top of the hour.
4: Oh, uh, dear. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs>
2: yeah. Really nowhere
1: to segue from that. So, anyway, coming up on the other side here on Golf Talk Canada, we are going to switch gears. We're going to learn all about the Adidas Ultra Boost Golf Shoes and the ZG23. And we'll give you maybe a little preview of what you can expect with some new shoes coming out in just a couple of weeks time because you're not going to want to miss what these look like they are awesome mason dennison joins us next this is golf talk canada this segment of
0: gtc was presented by picton mahoney asset management for over 15 years our focus has been on helping canadians stay invested in all market conditions including this one This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. Learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community. Visit
1: cobblebeach.com today. Looking forward to heading out to Cobble Beach here in the next couple weeks or so because it's a great uh, place to be. So I've heard. I've never actually been. I've looked at many, many, many pictures and videos and such, but looking forward to getting there. But like I mentioned before going to break, Adidas has released the new Ultra Boost Golf Shoes. And like I'm about to mention to Mason Dennison, I mean, I haven't received uh, the amount of feedback from one Instagram story of one pair of shoes ever because so many people were so Uh, in love with the shoe that i i posted a a photo of and uh, on an instagram story a simple instagram story and it just created uh the buzz and they're so comfortable and they've got so much technology behind them for much more on this shoe and some more shoes from adidas golf in 2023 here is global footwear director mason dennison Now joining us, good friend of Golf Talk Canada, Mason Dennison from Adidas to talk all about the shoes here in 2023. Now, Mace, before we get going here, it was first of all great to see you back in Los Angeles in person at the global launch. But when I initially posted the Adidas Ultra Boost golf shoes that I received, I've never received more feedback from an Instagram story, from people who maybe aren't the everyday golfer, saying, "Holy, where can I get those shoes? How long has that shoe been in the works?"
6: You know, we, people are surprised at how far out we work. We we've got to predict the trends, and we our calendar is typically about eighteen months. So I would say it's been in, it's been in the work for for eighteen months, um, and that and that includes design uh, materials, uh, multiple rounds of prototyping, uh, color reviews, and all of that. Of course, production ramp up. Getting the go-to-market plan dialed in so yeah about a year and a half that's been in the works before that actually launched where you could actually purchase it
1: that's amazing so for all these people you know commenting on instagram or checking out the adidas website and seeing boost and ultra boost how does that benefit the player
6: yeah i mean boost is uh you know obviously it's an, an adidas technology i think it's the best cushion in, in the industry I say any product with Boost, the thing that you'll feel is just the amazing cushioning and comfort. Um, you do get a little bit of a spring in your step. So we always talk about the fact that it's these encapsulated, there's these little balls, these little pellets, right? And each of them just have this energy return to them, and you compress them all together into one midsole piece, and you're on sort of a trampoline. I mean, it's it's every step, you feel like you're getting something back from the shoe, you walk off the course feeling a little bit more energized, um, and and the comfort is incredible. So golfers care, care about comfort. Golfers want to come off the course feeling somewhat refreshed. They don't want to have two anchors on their on their feet in terms of weight and you know stiff feeling product. Boost gives you great comfort, great energy return. It lasts forever. Um, so it's a great product.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And one thing that I uh, felt when I first put the shoe on was the fit. It felt awesome it felt it fit properly which is obviously critical whether you're golfing or walking and mixing those together is obviously the the complete package what can you tell us about the prime knit upper and how that can help
6: yeah prime knits is is incredible because it almost has a sock like fit and feel so you know there's movement to it so you can get in and out of the shoe you can you know pull the collar out a little bit get your foot into it and and the product will expand to meet the, the circumference of your foot, but it also snaps back a little bit. So it's got that uh, almost compression-like, sock-like feel to it. So it's stable enough, but it moves enough too. So you never feel, you know, if you've ever put on a, a true leather shoe or a microfiber shoe, if the last isn't built right for you, it can feel a little tight in certain areas. The nice thing about Prime PrimeNet is it expands and moves to your foot. So it's very comfortable, it's very adaptable, uh, um, allows you to, again, to get in the shoe, you know, pretty easily. Um, And it's just so comfortable along with the boost and a prime that upper, I would argue there's probably nothing more comfortable like this is my shoe that I will wear when I travel around the world. Of course, I'll play golf in it too a little bit but I this is like the ultimate comfort versatile shoe.
1: And another great bonus to this shoe, too, is the one round I played in it, it started braining. It started pouring here in the Toronto area. And <laughs> these course. shoes are water resistant, yes. which is great, too. What's some of the technologies to, to make this shoe water resistant as well?
6: Yeah, we take the, that prime knit material that people have experienced in the Ultra Boost and we we you know put it through a process to make it hydrophobic. So in, in the yarn itself, we put a hydrophobic finish in there. And what that does is um, it doesn't have a full waterproof membrane, but the the knit is very tight the way it comes together. And water beads off of it. It looks like a duck's back if you were to pour water onto the the vamp. So unless it's really pouring out there, you stick your foot in a puddle and light rain and morning dew, we're giving the golfer the protection that they want from a shoe like this, Um, while not overbuilding it to be so stiff and heavy that it takes away from what the shoe is really intended to be, which is a versatile golf shoe that you can wear on and off the
1: course. So I, I told you about some of the reaction that I have received just from posting an Instagram story with these shoes. What kind of reaction have you received about these shoes?
6: A lot. What's fun about these? I think you, you pointed out something: is you get you get a lot of response, and it's not from your typical, always your typical core golfer. And that's what's fun: is you know, through COVID, we saw, as you know, so many new people come to the game, and there's uh, there's people that have a different, um, more progressive, you know, uh, fashion forward mindset. And they're sneaker heads. And I think what's really cool about this is when we launch something like this, I get I get hit up a lot from people that um, I would say are more on the fringe sometimes of golf, or maybe they dabble with golf, but they don't like some of the traditional product that could be more leather-driven. They want something that's, you know, more in that sneaker vein. And I think that this shoe is right there. So a lot of notes about where can I get it. Hey, sold out of certain sizes, do you have anything for me? You know, so I, I get a lot of requests on a product like this which is a great pulse because it means it's resonating with people. People are seeing it um, and commenting on it. It's It's got a certain desire, for sure.
1: It, it certainly does. There's tons of desire there, and it's certainly uh, a, a great shoe. Now, going down the line as well, we spoke in person about the ZG23 back at the launch event uh, in February in the Los Angeles area. For those who maybe didn't catch a, that interview or aren't familiar with the shoe, tell us about the ZG23.
6: Yeah, ZG23 is exciting for us. It's, um, it's a lightweight product. So we always say with ZG, it's lightweight, zero compromise. And, and that's in our performance world. So it kind of couldn't be any more different than an Ultra Boost that we just talked about. Yeah. This is a spiked performance shoe, very stable in the upper. Um, the, the thing that we did with ZG23 is we improved the comfort. We didn't add any weight to it. And we improved the stability and traction. And I think those are key things that our athletes tell us that they want. Um, comfort can always be better please make it more comfortable every time you redo it please give me more traction and stability and we did that through some really cool technologies so in the midsole of zg23 there's Lightstrike pro which is a new foam that we've used in there that feels kind of it's almost like boost but it's a lighter weight version of that then we have a new uh, ultra light stability fin it's 3d in shape so it comes up on both sides of the foot you really feel like you're wrapped in almost a seatbelt belt and like a sports car in the shoe um, the ZG23, and then the traction. We use data-driven traction design. So we actually had pros hit it, hit and shoes, and we took the pressure mapping and we put it into a program. And the secondary and primary grip was laid out based on the heat mapping. So using some uh, some of the advanced tools that we have here to to make product perform at a higher level with ZG23.
1: And you mentioned it right there and working with the tour pros, because we, as the average consumer, the average viewer of the sport will turn on the TV and say, Hey, there's Colin Morikawa, you know, wearing these shoes. And I understand he had a a say with an input into the ZG 23. What's it like hearing from him and saying, and hearing him say, I want whatever in a shoe and applying that directly into the complete make of the ZG 23.
6: I would say the one thing I've learned working with, the best players male female from around the world is just how incredibly important footwear is and how particular they can be because there's the performance aspect and I know for some people that's not as important but when you're uh, a world class player the uh, it, footwear is the only thing that connects you to the ground and I know for sure that when people if people think they're going to slip or they do slip they could they could lose a tournament because of that they could lose a million dollars i mean it's that important so when we do tests with our players like Colin Um, focusing in on grip and stability, Um, the shoe fitting like a glove, no break-in period needed. Um, And early on, there was some feedback from Colin that really dictated the design of this, making sure that it had a combination of enough firmness and support, but with that enhanced cushioning as well. And um, so, yeah, he was color, color's another thing. So everything from fit, cushioning, um, if it had enough traction, and then I'd say color and visual you would not believe how particular players are when they look down, you know, at a dress wanting to make sure that they have a distraction-free toe down is what we call it and feeling confident over the ball and something that's not going to look too busy or get in the way of how they line up a putt. Um, And then I always say with golf shoes, the really tough thing is when you're over a ball, you want to make a shoe stable. So you have to have enough support and lateral stability. And then after you hit a shot, you walk and you want it to be comfortable and flexible. So, you know, in an ideal world, you'd have a shoe, you could hit a button for a shot setup, and then you'd hit a button, now I'm walking in between shots. So we've got to balance the walking comfort needs with the stability over the ball needs for the highest swing speeds in the world, which is not always easy.
1: Well, Mace, it's a yeah. very exciting time to be a part of Team Adidas. There's so much great things coming here in 2023, and can't wait to see what's coming in 2024. Thanks for your time today. Awesome. Thanks, you. Appreciate it. And if you wanna watch the video portion of that interview, check out our YouTube channel, check out our television special, uh, 1 p.m. TSN 4 and 5, 5 p.m. TSN 2. And included in those uh, are shots of us actually hitting shots, video of us hitting shots with those shoes on. Uh, I elected not to include the audio where I was hitting a driver and I had to yell four emphatically. So let's just say I missed it a little, little far right. I was trying to swing out of my shoes see what i did there (laughs) you know anyway coming up on the other side tsn edge picks for the charles schwab challenge as we look to go back to back this is golf talk canada
0: this segment of gtc presented by picton mahoney asset management was brought to you by cobble beach georgian bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. Book your tour at cadillac.ca slash live.
1: Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks all around as we look ahead now to this week's PGA Tour event at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Now, it's going to be a different challenge than Oak Hill was given all of the runoff areas, the rough, the length, the weather the firmness, everything included in that. Now I mentioned earlier in the show we were going to hear from Max Holma. I want to hear from Max Holma now as he talks about some of the differences between Oak Hill and Colonial.
6: It was nice to get out uh, and play a golf course that wasn't as hard as last week. Uh, So that was Uh, That was fun. Uh, I played with Tony Finau today, and he said, uh, you know, he hit a couple chips off the back of the first screen and looked at his caddy and said, oh, I am good at chipping. Uh, So 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 difficult last week. So it's nice to come to uh, an otherwise hard golf course, but it feels, you know, a lot simpler. Um, But, yeah, uh, didn't play great last week, but saw some good things. Uh, Had a good good grind for four days. Uh, Looking forward to making less bogeys and more birdies. But uh, I love being at this event. Uh, it's one of my favorite golf courses all year, so it's always exciting to come to Fort
1: Worth. Interesting comments there from Max Homa, who's plus 2,500 right now to win this week on FanDuel Canada. Okay, let's make our TSN edge picks. Of course, we got a victory last week. I had Brooks Kepka at plus 2,100 pre-tournament on FanDuel. Should also mention after round one, he was plus 4,000. Uh, so talk about value. But you guys both had Scotty Scheffler last week who came T. Two Now, Scheffler is the overwhelming betting favorite yet again, a plus 400 this week at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Bob, give us your first pick.
4: Oh, what a coincidence. It's Scotty Scheffler. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I'm going with. (laughs) Nice segue. Uh, Finished second here last year at this tournament, so he's got some some good uh, mojo coming in here. Finished second last week as well. And in big tournaments, he plays well. Tenth at the Masters, first at the Players, as we know already. And he's good in Texas this year. He was fifth at the Byron Nelson and uh, tied for ninth at the Houston Open. Uh, We know all the other stats about him, all the records, all the uh, numbers and what a year it's been for Scotty Scheffler. So got to put him in on there. And then I went with Colin Morikawa, who was second in this tournament in 2020. He was uh, 14th two years ago, tied 26th for last week. But he did finish up last week with a nice round of 69. So I think a Sunday 69 in a major championship Always shows that you're playing with some kind of form. And then if we look at it, he's uh, first in strokes gain approach to the green, fifth in strokes gain tee to green, and seventh in greens in regulation. I think hitting the greens at this golf course is kind of important. So I think he'll be a good pick. And then I went with a little bit of value with Canadian Nick Taylor. 22nd so far this year in strokes gain total, which shows you that he is having, I, and in fact, he said it last week when we interviewed him. This is the best year he's had on the PGA Tour. He is playing some exceptional golf due to a lot of hard work. 6th in putting average, 7th in putts per round, 15th in one putt percentage. So you can see the big difference in his game has been with the putter. Uh he's also 12th in both 3rd and 4th round scoring and uh, the last time I looked you could get him for about plus 9,000. So I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good bet. I would uh I would caution people to look at that maybe look at top five or top 10 numbers as well for nick taylor but he's going to be on my ticket to win this week
1: there you go those are some good picks there and looking at scotty scheffler here and mark i'm going to throw to you here momentarily but Mm -hmm. this guy is just on an absolute heater right now you know he finished t45 at the cj cup in south carolina mark when we were in myrtle beach since then his worldwide starts i'm going to read these out t3 t9 second at the hero world challenge which does get points uh t7 t11 one t12 t4 one four t10 t11 t5 t2 and he's putting up these numbers when he's first in greens and regulation first in strokes gained total first in t- strokes gain t to green first in strokes gained off the t 90 second in strokes gain putting does Does Scotty Scheffler need to call Ralph Bauer perhaps and say, hey, you know, give me something different here. Because if this guy could putt, he might never lose. Mark, is Scotty Scheffler on your team this week?
2: Well, I will suggest, and I know Bob has echoed these statements as well. When you hit as many greens and hit it as dominant as Scotty Scheffler, it is very difficult to gain as many strokes on the field as someone who's constantly missing greens. So it's hard to gain strokes with your putter when your irons are the best on the planet. Although that is, to your point, area of improvement would see that number move from 92 to inside the top 50. If he could move that number to somewhere between 35 and 50 going to win every single week he plays. Here's how it works for Scotty Scheffler. If he brings his A game, he beats you by 5 or 6. If he brings his B game, he likely still wins the golf tournament. If he brings his C game, he contends like he did at the PGA Championship. He played horrible and almost won the tournament. If he brings his D game, he he makes the cut. And if he brings his E game, he doesn't make it to the weekend. So as We're long go as Scotty the yeah, that's yeah, yeah that, that, That's how far down you have to go for Scotty Scheffler to not make it to the weekend. A game, he slaps you around. B game, he still wins. C games, he contends. And D game, he still makes it to the weekend. You have to have Scotty Scheffler every single week if he's playing golf. It is that safe a bet. He might not win, but he. it's too safe a bet. You need him on your team. I have him on my team. I am just like Bob. He is my first pick. It is a no-brainer. Again, losing in a playoff here last year. Probably should have won this golf tournament last year as well. Um, And here we go again. Uh, The one thing that scares you with Scotty Scheffler would be the word fatigue at this point. Because how many weeks can you play and almost win a golf tournament and be in that grind? And sooner or later, fatigue is going to bite Scotty Scheffler. I don't think it's this week in front of his home crowd. Uh, My second pick, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. He is the all-time money uh, leader in this golf tournament. He typically either wins this tournament or contends in this tournament. I am concerned about the wrist. I know it was fine last week, fine in air quotations that allowed him to play four rounds of golf, but I don't believe this wrist is 100%, and that scares me a little. Uh, So the injury scares me a bit. But Colonial is usually one with great iron play and around the greens. You usually win Colonial, uh, which leads me to my third pick, Justin Rose. Justin Rose has already won this year. He's coming off a great week last week. And if you go through Justin Rose category by category by category by category, he's inside the top 50 and likely inside the top 20 on most really important categories except one. Strokes gained off the tee. He's 101st on the PGA Tour. And I think, in my opinion, if there was a category that is least important at Colonial, it's, it's Strokes gained off the tee. There's not going to be a ton of rough. It's just about putting it in the fairway. Justin Rose certainly does that. He just doesn't dominate with length. That's not part of the story at Colonial. I think this is a plotter's golf course. Justin Rose, there's value with Justin Rose. Uh, last time I looked, he was plus 2,800. I'm looking now. he's might have got even better. Do you see him there? There he is. 9,000? Yes. No, no, no. So he's, no, no, he's shortened that's a little not, bit. That's... Plus
1: 2,500. Yeah, 2,500. So shortened...
2: Sorry. It were, for some reason, it flipped back to the PGA page on me. I was going to, wow. that didn't make sense. So value there for Justin Rose. Plotters, golf course. I like JR.
1: And... You know what? On a lighter side, you know we've seen Justin Rose use a a number of different driver models this year, including five, six, seven years old. Hey, Jay Rose, there's new, newer stuff out there, bud. You know what? (laughs) Give it a go. Come on, dude. Uh, Anyway, so Justin Rose, uh, your final pick, and I'll, I'll start that way. So Justin Rose also on my edge team. This week, and Mark, for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, uh, that T9 last week, the PGA, he was 70th in the field in strokes gained off the tee, so chopped it around off the tee, but really got himself in good position uh, from there. He's won here before. He finished third here before at Colonial, all both those coming in the last five years. Uh, one other betting note, he is 12th in first-round scoring average this season on the PGA Tour. Odds to be the first-round leader, plus 4,500. Talk about value there. So, Justin Rose, he is on my squad. Bob, to your point, Colin Morikawa, also on my team. When we actually recorded our segment yesterday, he was plus 1,600. Now he has shortened ever so slightly to plus 1,400. Four top tens this season. Still looking for that first W. 169th in strokes game putting, which has always been his make or break. He sort of toyed around with that conventional grip, with the saw grip. I think that the scar tissue is, is gone from what happened at Century in the first week of the season, and this guy's motivated. This guy uh, was kind of briefly sort of in the mix, call it Friday afternoon at the PGA Championship, uh, was playing in the worst of it on Saturday too. So I like Colin Morikawa, who's played well here before. You remember that first official tournament back from COVID in June of 2020, missed a short little putt in the playoff. At the Charles Schwab challenge so I like Colin Morikawa here and lastly you guys know me I like to pick different people a little little more value down the board like to take some chances Chris Kirk he is my final selection he was plus 4,200 yesterday now he's plus 4,800 so long odds for him this guy won on the PGA Tour three months ago or so he's played very well here as well at Colonial seven top 25s including a victory Plus 600 for a top five, plus 320 for a top 10 finish. Those odds, of course, courtesy of FanDuel. Chris Kirk is my final pick. Okay, so you just heard our picks. If you want to see the video version of what we just said, and more with more length, with some graphics, with some fancy banners and video and such. And Mark, you made a Tom Kite reference at some point, which
2: yes, I, I did. I did. You did.
1: That was, I didn't have that on my bingo card of names we'd mentioned for our PGA Championship Recap Special, but that's why I love you guys on JTC, because you never know what's going to be said. Anyway, that's on TSN.ca right now, and also on our television special. 1 p.m. TSN 4 and 5, 2, or 5 p.m. on TSN 2. Coming up on the other side, we'll have leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. Where are uh, people playing this week, including PGA Tour Champions, a major... That is also this week. Can Mike Weir play well? Can Stephen Ames continue his role, pick up his third victory of the season? We'll update you on that. And we'll give you a little update on where we will be next Monday and where you can see us on television next week because we'll all actually be together, the three of us. We're actually going to see each other in 3D. Who would have thunk it? It's been such a long time. Anyway, we'll discuss that much more as we wrap up GTC on the other side. This segment of GTC presented by Picton
0: Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience Cadillac. Join one of our agents for a personalized virtual live tour of Cadillac SUVs, sedans, and EVs. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit
1: adidas.ca slash golf. Wrapping up GTC. This morning, the first leg of our triple header run again, 1 p.m. TSN 4 and 5, 5 p.m. on TSN 2. Time for some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard <laughs> updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Visit bushnellgolf.com for much more. Here is where you can see professional golf throughout this week. Corn Ferry Tour, the Visit Knoxville Open, where Roger Sloan will be playing he just qualified for the u.s open yesterday as we mentioned earlier in the show pga tour champion senior pga championship from fields ranch east where mike weir steven ames trying to continue great seasons especially for steven ames what a performance he's had so far on the lpga tour bank of hope lpga match play presented by mgm rewards where brooke henderson (laughs) is on the tee in about three hours now in match play, taking on Yoon Hong. And on the PGA Tour, it is the Charles Schwab Challenge where we're trying to go back-to-back back and get our second straight TSN Edge victory. Mark, 20 Weeks Tailor-Made continues this week. We're giving away a Spider GTX putter. How can people get involved?
2: Go to GolfTalkCanada.com, register, it's free, it's fun, we're doing Fantasy Golf League, we still have tons of weeks to go, once you register, you're in for the grand prize, the whole deal, so, why not do it, jump in, we're having a blast with it, GolfTalkCanada.com.
1: Excuse me, having a blast with it for sure, that is, and uh, it's been it's so much fun too. That,
2: uh That uh, Fields Ranch East this week on Champions Tour, is that uh, that PGA Frisco, guys? Is that the new headquarters of the PGA of America? I believe so, and they're going to host the PGA Championship uh, coming up here in about four years' time, five years' time. So, yeah, it's a little sneak peek on uh, the future of the PGA of America uh, coming up here on the Champions Tour this week. Kind of cool if you have a minute to tune in.
1: Totally, and looking forward to that. And uh, what I'm also looking forward to is seeing you guys in 3D uh, next Monday where we are going to film our Golf Talk Canada television special at Weston where Golf Canada is hosting an event. We'll have much more on that. Bob, uh, how's Weston looking right now? Because it's been weather-wise, it's been sort of hit and miss, if you will,
4: but I always look forward to every chance I get to go to Weston. Yeah, it's growing. We've got a got a really nice uh, range and practice area where I think we're going to be going through some drills that uh, the Team Canada coaches are going to put us media through. I'm not sure if they've seen anything like we can give them, but compared to who they normally work with, <laughs> but we're going to get a taste of of that, I think. And so it should be fun. Should be good. It's going to be a great event,
1: and uh, we'll have lots of uh, social media content throughout the day on Monday as we. Uh, Show you guys what we got, and mark uh, i I'll be thinking of you tonight when you go to physio. I'm hoping you don't show up in the full body cast on Monday you know uh perhaps I'll get uh, you
2: yeah. guys the update i I'll, I'll let Please you know do. what's going on i i'm like i said i'm I'm hoping it's nothing big deal. I'm hoping it's you know don't do anything stupid for six days or so and come and see me two three times, and we'll slap Humpty Dumpty back together again, so uh fingers crossed, right so.
1: Yeah. And, and Mark, you, you're involved with uh, the Charles Schwab Challenge this week on the radio side, I think. Correct?
2: Yeah, I'll be calling it for PGA Tour Radio this week, so looking forward to the Charles Schwab Challenge. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a good one. No rest for the wicked, right, boys? We just head down, plow through, then we're into a RBC Canadian Open and then into a U.S. Open, and then, uh, I mean, um, just can you wake me up when it's time to stop talking about golf or <laughs> –
1: it's, uh, it's certainly a busy time, and Weeksy will be on SportsCenter a little later today with Speed Golf as we take a look at some hot topics around the world of golf, and Three Handicap, where, Mark, you were involved last week, of course, at the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. I think you guys went one of three or two for three. I don't know. I, I, know, I know Gary Woodland didn't you know, do you any favors, Bob, because he didn't have his, <laughs> his best stuff. Which I was,
4: no. I was sad for you. I went for value and it uh, was the wrong play. I respect that though. You always—that's why I like <laughs> to
1: pick long shots because golf—it's—it's it's kind of a crapshoot on who you're going to bet on or who you're going to pick for your. I
2: love the pick. Michael Block top forty this week. How cool would that be? The FanDuel top forty Michael Block bet at Charles Schwab. There, there you go. There's a value right. play that you can cheer for, right?
1: Plus four forty for that for the Block Party. Well, this has been uh, leg one of our triple header today on GTC. Catch us again in just over an hour on TSN 4 and 5, 5 p.m. on TSN 2. Catch Mark throughout this week, PGA Tour Radio. Catch Bob on SportsCenter, tsn.ca. My Ugly Mug will be on SportsCenter ton- or for the morning loop tomorrow, Thursday, or tomorrow, friday saturday all the days are sort of (laughs) blending together i'll be with our guy kelsey bray tonight tomorrow glenn sheeler come friday night slash saturday morning it'll be a blast can't wait boys it's been a fun one today thanks for a good show mark i see you wincing over there hopefully you're okay looking forward to hearing the update bob will talk to you in a couple hours for speed golf and three handicap thanks so much for joining us this morning and remember the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management
0: was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the ZG23. ZG23 continues to push limits on lightweight performance footwear with introduction of LightStrike and LightStrike Pro technology. They're light. They perform. They're here to compete. Visit adidas.ca slash golf. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.